We are going to start out by what is seen as a tremendous uh, victory for farmers in India with implications for uh, farmers uh, indeed across the world. Uh, let us go to a clip now uh, about um, farmers celebrating, as I announced earlier, to um, Modi's announcement repealing the laws that they had been protesting against for close to a year. Let's go to that clip now. Celebration on top of tractors at one of the main protest sites bordering Delhi, where tens of thousands of farmers have been protesting for almost a year. India's Prime Minister finally bowing to the demands of protesters now says three controversial laws designed to modernize the agricultural industry will be repealed. Today, I'm requesting all of our protesting farmers. Today is the holy day of Guru Purb festival. Please return to your homes, return to your farms, return to your families. Let's start a new beginning. The Indian government had repeatedly claimed the laws which relaxed the rules around the sale and pricing of produce were good for farmers. But farmers' unions said they feared the reforms would encourage corporations to manipulate prices which in turn would hurt their income. Despite Modi's assurances, farmer leaders have said that protests will continue till these three amendments, which resumes later this month. The other sticking point is something called the minimum support price, a price guarantee set by the government which gives farmers a kind of safety net when crop prices fall. Modi's about face comes ahead of state elections in Punjab and Uttar Pradesh. Both have a significant farmer population. I mean, the timing indicates that there is an electoral motive behind the repeal uh, of these uh, farm laws, but it's not obvious how the government is going to convert a policy, a policy loss into um, electoral gains. While farmers have welcomed the government's move, there's still a lack of trust. This government changes even clothes based on political convenience. Of course, they have the upcoming election in mind. Braving the winter, the COVID-19 pandemic and the heat, these men and women left their homes to join the fight against these government reforms. Let anyone spend a day on the road and see how difficult it is to survive. And we've been here for a year through everything. But only time will tell of these farmers, India's biggest voter bloc, reinstate their faith in Modi's government in the upcoming state elections. Vidika Sood, CNN, New Delhi. Right, and support for the farmer protests in India uh, took place in many places in the world, including the UK as well as the United States. And as you just heard, after massive protests by farmers in India um, involving um, some say millions perhaps of, of protesters, the farmers' movement scored a victory as Indian Prime Minister uh, Modi was forced to back down and repeal three contentious farm laws that had prompted um, the protests in India. Now, keep in mind that India's agricultural sector is about 60% of India's uh, workforce, impacting hundreds of millions of people. 
Farmers and social justice campaigners in India have pointed out that the laws put their farms and ability to survive at risk, given that the laws gave wealthy multinational companies control over the pricing of their crops. As you can imagine, this imposed a tremendous hardship for small and medium scale uh, farmers who, as it is, were barely struggling uh, to survive. Now, in uh, 2020, after Modi's, by the way, it's a right wing, a government to the right, failed to repeal the laws, hundreds of thousands of farmers marched to Delhi's um, right outside uh, Delhi to protest. And on the way, uh, Modi lobbed police barricades, water cannons, tear gas canisters against the protesters who set up camps along the main highways in the capital. And this was despite uh, the COVID-19 pandemic, the brutally cold winters, the baking hot summers, the police repression, tens of thousands of farmers from diverse backgrounds stuck it out and remained at the camps around uh, Delhi uh, ever since. Now, here to um, fill us in about all of this, I'd like to welcome uh, Didi Rossi. She has been key in organizing support in the UK, as well as in other countries for the farmers, including helping to plan a victory celebration on Friday, November 26th in London. That marks the one year anniversary of the farmers strike. Didi has been in direct contact with farmers and their supporters on the ground in India, and she is a member of the Global Women's Strike in the UK and working with many in the Global Women's Strike, as you could well imagine, on this particular initiative supporting the India Farmers Protest. Didi, Rossi, welcome. Hi, thank you, Margaret. Thank you, Margaret. Great to be on. Thank oh. you. Okay, so Didi, this was, uh, you know, a, a lot of people expressed surprise at what uh, at the Modi announcement. And of course, uh, many are cynically saying, well, he made this move because of an election that's coming up and his party wasn't really doing that well and he's hoping to gain some votes from it. But it's really a lot more than that, isn't it? I mean, the, the farmers made a tremendous uh, struggle and this is definitely a win for them. Um, Didi, your thoughts on this? Um, it's a fantastic, uh, momentous, historic victory um, by a movement which has been unrelenting against these farm laws. Like you said, uh, people have braved the harsh winters, the scorching summers. Uh, people have died to defend uh, their right to farm, their right to survive, and theirs and their families' right to survive uh, by growing their crops on small holdings, and they demand a fair price for their crop. Um, uh, people had been camping uh, around Delhi. Um, the farmers' movement had called people already before this announcement to go in their thousands to march on Delhi uh, for this uh, commemorating this anniversary of this unwavering struggle. And I'm sure Modi um, and his cohorts in government, that's the last thing they want. They know there has been fantastic public support um, you mentioned millions, and in fact, in November, the 26th of November last year, over 250 million people came out in support of the farmers against these laws, the three farm laws, 
against repressive labor codes um, and other repressive legislation. But it was key particularly, it was a call out from farmers to the whole population of India. And factory workers came out, textile workers, transport, people working in education, everyone came out. And it's the biggest strike in history. And they really showed their power then. But the, the, since they have done that, they have kept solid. The protests have been solid. They've been, they've really, like you say, really organized across divisions. Modi kept trying to, um, you know, incite divisions, incite the racism, incite um, classism, caste um, racism, and he has not succeeded. The farmers have succeeded against him doing that. So they've also have also built an, a fantastic broadening movement. And women and um, Adivasi and Dalit women, uh, the Adivasi is the indigenous women, and Dalits people may know as of untouchable caste, have been really central to the movement um, from the beginning. Um, maybe not always as visible, but um, really central in mobilizing people at village area. Um, and, you know, we, we have been, we really... Uh, found out about the farmers' protest, also from our um, sisters in rural Chhattisgarh, which includes farm workers, Dalit and Adivasi farmers, and farm, in particular farm workers, because they don't own the land. They work for the landowners and face a lot of violence for that and very low wages. But they told us about the uh, farmers' laws, what it meant, would mean to them, and we have been involved um, you know, since January in doing whatever we can to circulate the demands of the farmers' movement and to mobilize, help mobilize support um, in whatever way we can. We're, um, but the farmers have said, we have been in touch directly with uh, people in the movement in India, and they have said it is a big victory, but it's a partial victory because there are continuing demands that need to be met. Um, and until then, the farmers' protest will continue. You referred to the minimum support price for all farmers, for all crops. They want a legally binding guarantee. Um, many, there's very few crops that are covered by that at the moment, and many farmers do not get it. They, they get terrible, very low prices for their crops, and there have been many suicides. Um, you know, there have been, in 2019, there was over 10,000 suicides of farm workers um, and farmers, and that's women and men, and... But when the, you know, the, the women, quite often it is the sons, the, the fathers who go into debt. They can't afford the pesticides. They can't afford the GM seeds. People are now can't, are not able to grow the, have the indigenous seeds. And so they're really tied up with the corporations like Bayer, which has taken over Monsanto, and other ones, including um, Israeli companies like Netafim, who also uh, abuse Palestinian people and take steal Palestinian land. So... You know, the farmers are really, have been at the mercy of the corporations, and this time they said, no, that is enough. We've had enough, and we have been learning so much from this movement. Um, and we're, we were absolutely, like, crying with joy when we heard this announcement. But now we realize that the serious work must continue, and we must continue supporting. We must broaden the support and increase it in all different countries that we can to show the farmers that we are with them. This is really a moment of, you know, they're going to be marching to Delhi on the 29th when the winter session opens in Parliament to witness and make sure the laws are passed. And then they have to carry on pressing for the MSP, the repeal of the Labour Code, 
the, they want all farmers who have been and farm workers who have been imprisoned during the struggle released. They want, uh, like you say, compensation paid to the families of the the martyrs, the people who have died at the camps while protesting and defending us all, really. And they want them, uh, the farmers' families, pay compensation, uh, a public apology and homage paid by the government and a statue. Um, the farmers are also now calling for, uh, which we, we thought was absolutely fantastic, a uh, incentives and support for farmers who are at the moment dependent on pesticides and agri-business farming. They want incentives and support to farmers to be able to shift to natural farming and away from monocultural farming. Um, look, there's, there's, there's many more demands to be met, and we are standing absolutely firm, as I know many of your listeners and people around the world are standing firm with the farmers. Yeah, and, and Didi, I'm, I'm glad you mentioned uh, agribusiness, because one of the things that uh, Selma James, who is the founder of the Wages for Housework campaign and a coordinator of the Global Women's Strike, who really encouraged all of us to pay attention to what was going on in India and recognize it uh, for the significance uh, that it was and is. And in terms of what it means for um, uh, small farmers, family farms, right here in the United States, but also also around the world, what this means is, uh, when Selma said that the farmers in India are standing for us all and fighting for us all, the references to the fact that they have managed to defeat agribusiness, including, as you say, um, uh, Monsanto. We've done so much coverage on, on Monsanto. I think it's a totally evil company, uh, now owned uh, by Bayer. And as you say, this um, the laws would have given more power to these multinationals, including the Israeli company that you mentioned. But just as the environmental crisis uh, you know, grows and COP26 hasn't really dealt with it in any way. What is, you know, the people who care for the land, for standing first and foremost, the agricultural workers and the farm and the farmers that are trying to resist these um, agribusiness, these multinational corporations, and really work on smaller farms, and as you say, in a more natural way. So this is has a direct connection, doesn't it, um, to uh, what's happening with the environment, um, Didi. Rossi. Absolutely, Your absolutely. Thoughts. I mean, the farmers, the farmers have been defending themselves, their farms, their areas. They've been defending the soil on which we all depend. Um, they've even been sort of targeted and penalised for um, a, in a pollution act, you know, a pollution act in Delhi. And they're not the main polluters by any means, and so they've been criminalised in many ways. But they have been. This is. Actually, the, the Samyukta Kisa Mocha, the umbrella organization of Farmers Union, said, if I can quote them, what we are seeing today is the story of marginalization and impoverishment of farmers is similar in many countries of the world, with corporate takeover of our food and farming systems. What the Indian farmers are doing is churning up a debate about future directions of our food, farming systems all over the country to protect ourselves and our planet. So they, they're thinking very much... They're organizing internationally. Um, you know, we also um, are really trying to highlight the demands of farmers, women farmers, men farmers, 
and uh, children who are farming in Africa, you know, who are denouncing industrial food production, land-grabbing, deforestation, and eviction. And like you say, people are really fighting to be able to, for the means to be able to farm naturally. And we were, um, we, we are really promoting in Andhra Pradesh um, natural farming where um, over 700,000 uh, farmers, and mainly women in self-help groups, have been farming without pesticides, um, using local local uh, protection like neem leaves and other local herbs to protect the seeds, to inoculate them, planting them. They are having crops which grow 365 days a year. The moisture is taken from the, the air. Um, they are not using pesticides. Nutrition has improved. Women's incomes has improved. And this is you know, they, they want to spread uh, from under Pradesh to spread it in other countries, and they've also been uh, organizing with people in different uh, countries in Africa. So there is, this is really a, a sort of, you know, life or death. The farmers have said that from the beginning. This is a life and death struggle. Um, you know, we want to be able to grow food, eat good food, not poison the soil, regenerate the soil, and, you know, to be able to live in peace you know, without the repression and the violence that the governments and corporations hand in glove are imposing on us. Um, we, can I just mention, we are organizing with the in, in, in Indian Workers Association, GB, and Women of Color in the Global Women's Strike, organizing um, a celebration and a protest for, um, on the, this Friday of the anniversary of the, the protest at the High Commission of India. We're also, we're also finding out that young Sikh people in another part of the UK are organizing a sleep out uh, in front of the Gurdwara. There's a play about, um, uh, by the Indian Workers Association, a play about the farmer's struggle against Modi's farm laws, which is touring UK-wide. These are just a few of the things that are happening. We know people in lots of different countries um, are doing whatever they can to support the farmers. We, we are... Didi, we are short of time, so I was going to ask you about the protests being organized in London, but also for people across the U.S. Uh, that are listening uh, to this um, show, there's also a call, um, a statement asking people to endorse actions in India um, and around the world to mark uh, this first uh, anniversary. And um, interesting to see that part of the statement requesting the endorsement says, stop plundering the soil and the people. So, Didi, we are going to uh, post that call on the social media of the show and encourage our listeners who are listening right now uh, to go to uh, the Sojourner Truth social media to get this. And if you are a member of an organization, a farmer, et cetera, we can't actually make a call for people people to, um, you know, to sign the petition, but we certainly hope that you will look at it and uh, hopefully consider it. But Didi, we are going to have to leave it there. We have to go on to these trials happening here uh, in the yeah. United States, the Rittenhouse verdict and the trial happening now in um, in the Amand Aubrey trial. But we appreciate all of your work and we want to thank you so very much uh, for joining us. And Didi, if people want to find out more about this, can they go to the Global Women's Strike website to get some more information? 
Absolutely. Globe, yes, www.globalwomenstrike.net. Yes, we put all our, the posts up there, the information that we get from the farmers' unions and the movement in, the, in India. Absolutely. Thank you, Margaret.